Downton Down Under. I'm Fee. I'm Bishan. And I'm KC. She has returned married. She has returned with much less air than she had last time we saw her. Yeah. New me, new name, new hair. The hair, <laughs> really, the hair really comes across in this highly visual medium. Yes. I mean, I might put up the picture of all of the hair that you got cut off. Yes, I did. I do have a was beautiful like a picture of my brain. Was it like a whole... Yeah, I will it was show a you. Like Hang a full on plat. While we're, while we're recording this, I'll just quickly get up a photo for um, Bishan so that he can see my luscious locks that are now... Did they no do? Did they existed. do like the film thing where you had it all in the plat and they just took some like garden shears and just went? They took garden shears and literally <laughs> just chopped that shit off. Yeah. So they put it in a braid and literally chopped it all off. But and it was luckily like, long um, enough. What's the What's the film? Is it Milan where she cuts? Yeah, yeah with, with, the, the with the knife. Yeah. <laughs> that, I'm going for a bit of a Milan vibe actually. It's mm. about the same length. Do be the Huns. <laughs> Um, yeah, but no, it was lucky because it was enough to donate for uh, charity. Which yes, KJ, oh, KJ's hair, is, uh, KC's hair is going to be someone's Daenerys Targaryen wig one day. Yeah, or maybe like just for like a kid with cancer or something. I mean yeah. that too, but like. Yeah. But you know, like I like to think that it goes towards, you know, cosplay. <laughs> It'd get put to good use, you know. Both approaches are valid. <laughs> Anyway, so we watched the beginning of season two. We're, we're already there. <laughs> I can't believe we've made it this That's far. That's right, season two. Mm. So um, shall we get into the episode? Yes. Okay. We open dramatically. <laughs> yes, a lot happens. It was, uh, it was quick. Like, yeah, yeah. Cold open of Matthew face down in a pit on the Somme in 1916. Like, we're, we're right in there. Gee, if you missed the opening, like, if you came in late with a cup of tea, like, the shit are we watching? It's Downton. <laughs> and he then carries another man to safety. Which is very heroic and beautiful for um, Matthew, which mm. is... Um, All the mud on Matthew is strategically placed, so we know it's Matthew, but he's also kind of dirty, but not fully dirty that we don't know who he is. Mm. Yeah. And then we get to see in a weird little trench office, I don't know what to call that, and he... Um, <laughs> A trench hovel? Your trench office will be open between 9 to 5. <laughs> Closed today due to bombing. Yes, he's, he's in there with his, like, war valet. Um, I think they were called Batman. I, well, I, I, wasn't, I don't think it was a Batman. I thought it was just someone, because he's a sar- lieutenant. Um, yeah, some, some kind of, yeah, one so, of the officers. Yeah, so it was one lower. So it's mm. not, he's not... Personal to Matthew, but he's just he would be doing it if it wasn't Matt, if it was someone else because he's the one rung lower. Yeah, like, but he was um, like helping him dress and stuff. No, though. like George in Blackadder, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe. Okay, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. That's all. All of my uh, World War One references are going to be <laughs> Blackadder. Blackadder yeah, mine probably like a little bit closer to like possible reality because <laughs> I actually did study it at university. But so we'll did I, and I. Quoted Blackadder in my essay. Continue. <laughs> Continue. But yes, he's he's um, telling his what's the character? The, what's the equivalent in Blackadder? Oh, the George. Yeah. His yeah. George. He's telling his George that um, he's um, that they is he's received a letter and they're going to be, be relieved soon, and um, he he gets to go on leave and he's going to be going to see a girl. Go see my girl. Go see my girl. 
Hopefully it's Mary. Anna shows the replacement ginger maid around. <laughs> yeah, that's what we... I said, oh, look, replacement ginger maid. Like, that's what it is in the notes. It's well. a bit, she's a bit budget ginger too. Like, Ooh. Ooh. Just just like low-key. Just, just I'm you're, not. Just because you're married and you can judge other people. <laughs> yeah, but no, I'm not judging her based on that. I'm just judging her based on how good Rose Leslie was as the ginger. Oh, Rose Leslie was knocked it out of the park. So mm. young Ethel has a lot to live up to. Um, we get the Ethel Edith confusion coming up. The Edith. Yeah. Edith. 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 I like Edith. Do Edith. William dresses Robert in his regimentals as Bates is in London. Robert has been made Lord Lieutenant, but it's a ceremonial position and he seems very upset not to be wanted for active service. Which... Yeah, because we're still in that point. Of history where they're all like, it'll be over by Christmas, let's go and... Oh, they no, passed... Oh, sorry, it's a little bit beyond that, but they're still in the... Mm. It's a man's life in the army. <laughs> yeah, they're very much as well, like, he would have been in the Boer War. Yes, which is what, that's so, what he and Which was a cakewalk compared to what World War One was. Yeah, and at the same time as well, like, the, the warfare was... Similar warfare, but the weapons were completely different. Oh, so yeah. just like it's a complete mishmash of just poor decisions. In a word, you'd call World War One a shamozzle. A shambles. A shambles. Mm. A shambles. Cora makes a rare appearance at the breakfast table, mm. and Robert and Sybil um, are opening all of their mail. Robert has been invited to be Colonel. Colonel. Colonel! <laughs> Colonel! Colonel of the North. of the ice cream cones. <laughs> Wafer for you. <laughs> Robert has been asked to be the Colonel of Conal. the North Riding Volunteers. <laughs> Corona? It sounds like he's a stoner. Nine Coronas. Nine Coronas. Okay, I'm sorry. I promise. Sybil's news is less exciting. Um... She she leaves the table in tears. Oh, that doesn't sound good. No. Branson is teaching Edith to drive. With mixed results. Mm. Edith thinks it will be useful when Branson is sent to the front. Branson clearly doesn't like that idea. She's basically just like, train me so I can replace you yeah. when you go and die somewhere. It's like, oh, come on, man. You're going to go die in a hole and I'm going to drive the car from now on. Edith's bringing the bitch and she's only been on screen for about five seconds. <laughs> and, like, also as well, like, you can just see that he is general, genuinely fearing for his life and also for the life of the car. Like, you can just see his, like, every, every single, like, clunk of the gears. He's like, oh, God, there's so much stuff I'll need to fix. Do you reckon they had Top Gear back in, like, 1916? It's a Ford T, the fastest car in the world. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe. They didn't even, like, I don't think they even have the wireless at this point, so they probably wouldn't have even been able to broadcast it anyway. Mm. <laughs> did they have the wireless phone? Uh, it's be, coming up. It'd be getting close, I would have thought. Yeah. Oh, actually, no, they did have, like, it was rare. I know that my grandpa, when he was a kid, they did have a wireless in the house and he was not allowed to touch it because it's far too complicated for you children. <laughs> Button. 
dial, wasn't it? They had to like tune Yeah, there's a whole tuning thing. So yeah, um, only dad was allowed to touch it and it's like, if you think about now with like all of the kids who know how to use an iPad and all of the parents who are like, ah. <laughs> And all the parents that are like, oh, can you show me how to do this again? Dad, I showed you this last week. <laughs> yeah, but it's so confusing. So many buttons. Mm, so yeah, um, all of the kids would probably have been able to work the wireless just fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Um, William, on the other hand, cannot wait for the draft to come for him. He hasn't volunteered because his father has told him not to. Smart dad. Yes. He's, he's like, chafing at the idea of not being in the fight. Like, he really... I bet that happened to a few people, mm. where it's, I want to go because I want to support and, you know, country and mates yeah. and stuff. Yeah, my friends have But then it's and... like, yeah, but your family wants you to and th- still was... be here. There was a level of like the call to adventure as well, That's because true too. like no, yeah. like they had no idea what they were going to be dealing with. Mm. Like I mean, um, my grandpa was seventeen and he lied about his age and volunteered for the navy. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I had a great grandfather that was enlisted at sixteen, and they they lied about his age, so he um, yeah he wasn't officially part of the navy until his eighteenth birthday, but he was on the ship for two years before that. <laughs> So he Stop. he volunteered in that war, but then he also fought in World War Two as well because mm. he was still within legal age. Oh yeah, within the army, so he got in both and survived both. Funnily enough, what a champion! What an absolute mm. yeah, champion is probably the word that I put. <laughs> I just realised that I was thinking. No, maybe the wireless wasn't a thing yet because now I'm just realising. No, Grandpa was in World War Two. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I reckon the wireless came in in the 30s. I bet, uh, I bet it's... No, no, because the wireless does come up in Downton, so it's before the 30s, but... I think it's I think it's invented, but it's not widespread yet, like yes. what television was, where they had it. And like, telephones In the, in and the 40s, I think they had TV, but it was so cumbersome that it was only in spots, and then in the 50s and 60s. Yeah, they Because they mass-produced them, they started to rock it up. Mm, so yeah. I imagine it's... Uh, we're at that stage, but with the... Yeah, 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 that makes sense. The house is being prepared for a concert in aid of the um, hospital needing more money. Who's playing, like Motley Crue? Or... <laughs> I think they're um, they've got like the Iron Maiden, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Iron Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's big in the nineteen tens. Glenn Miller. <laughs> I think that's it. Do you reckon he had bras and panties thrown at him at his concerts? Like, was he a big deal? I don't know. Maybe. What are the Glenn Miller Orchestra and the groupies? Now I'm just trying to remember the name of the guy. It was like this classical composer in the 1800s and he would like toss his handkerchiefs out at these women. It was like... The first, um... It wasn't Mozart. No, no, it wasn't Mozart. Um, I'm going to have to look that up later, but it's like, it was the first, like... Rockstar. um, Yeah, basically. Like, everyone was like, um, they had, like, they named a hysteria after him. I imagine this is late romantic, so it's probably after Mozart. Yeah, he would have been... I think he might have been Mozart's contemporary, possibly. Yeah, it's got to be, because Mozart changed the game, so that's why I think it's got to be around there. You can't see Bach going nuts. (laughs) Like, Beethoven going on a bender, although he did like a drink. But, yeah, Yeah. like, it's comparable to, like, Beatlemania, this guy. Oh, I'm going (laughs) to... Oh, was it Puccini? 
No, no. Um, his movement on the floor. I think he was German. I think his name definitely had a couple of Fs in it. Like Schubert. Nah. We'll find it. We'll find it. We'll I'll find I'll it. I'll put that in later. <laughs> Um, it was, Pacini was a bit of an opera rock star. Mm. Editing fee here. I have just looked it up and it was Franz Liszt. And they called the obsession with him Listomania. So that's fun. <laughs> Ethel, the new redhead, does not like to be told what to do. <laughs> Which is really like... You're for a maid, yeah, that's for, a, you're for, in trouble. For someone who is in servitude, like... You she's, can't, you can't be... She's ill-suited to this position. Well, I think we're ill-suited for service. Well, importantly, I think it's establishing character quite quickly. Yes. She's quite headstrong, so we're going to see that play out later. Mm. Violet... Chance predictions. Yes. That's a low-key one. We'll get to them in a minute. Mm. Violet, who has taken it upon herself to fix what she describes as Cora's Southern Italian first communion flowers. Gee, that's a... <laughs> they were, they were that's pretty... That's a niche burn. It's a good one, but... <laughs> they were pretty niche. offensive, though. <laughs> like, if you saw them, it was like, mm. ooh. Anyway, anyway, she asked Anna to help her pull cattails out of this arrangement. <laughs> Let me, help me do battle with this monstrosity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, what was it? It's like a creature from the lost... <laughs> yeah, it looks like a creature from the lost world. Jurassic Park. What's that in there? That was a horrific attempt at a velociraptor. <laughs> That's good. Mine's that like, was a girl. Mine sounds like a girl. drowning in porridge. <laughs> Clever girl. That's a nice reference. I trumpled it. I stumpled it. Yeah. Uh, move on. Yeah. <laughs> Shambles. Just Shambles. Carlson is running himself ragged to prove British superiority over the Germans. He's, this is the most work he's ever fucking done. He's gone above and beyond. Mm. Well, he is doing the work of essentially like four people. He, he is, normally that's have true. like. Yeah, he's down and... quite a few. He's down quite a few people at this point. Yeah, it's just him and um, William. Which mm. is, you know, not great. Mm. Um. Mrs. Hughes warns him that he'll give himself a heart attack. So, yeah, he's, 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 it's intense. <laughs> he is working, like... It's in the manor, surely. Hmm. He's working very hard. He's up early, back late. Yep. Isabel reports that Matthew has written to her. Matthew has often visited his mother when he was on leave, but the rest of Downton hasn't seen him. Isabel reports that Matthew was engaged <gasps> to a Miss Lavinia Swire. Oh, Cora, Robert and Violet all very quietly resign themselves to the fact that Matthew and Mary really are over. Not yeah. Lavinia's. No, no, it, it just... Lavinia. It makes me think... I can't even remember the name of the show. Like, it focused on, like, pets. And there was, like, a mean <gasps> lady called Lavinia. Yeah! Um, Is that old Tom? No. No, Harry's Practice. No, this was a cartoon, my love. Oh. <laughs> No, 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 like the, Lavinia, the, the lady like in the Harry's practice was Lavin- Katrina. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. I'm getting my... No, I'm thinking of Getaway. Didn't they have a Lavinia on there? They might have done. Lavinia Nixon now, or something. Now we're looking at... Weird, a, weird pre-reality TV Australian from Australia. Travel, Australian travel shows from the, mid, from the mid-90s to early 2000s. <laughs> I used to love watching that show, man. Oh. Matthew is bringing Lavinia to meet Isabel this evening. 
Um, Mary will also be returning from London, um, <gasps> but Matthew will be driving, so there's no danger of them meeting on the train. <laughs> and then Violet's just like, oh, that's a relief. I hate Greek drama, you know, when everything happens off stage. Look, a script um, note made it into the final draft, into the final bit. <laughs> uh, I, oh. I, I live for Violet. Just, yeah. just quietly. She is literally, she's my Petronas. <laughs> she is, she is what I always want to aspire to be. <laughs> I, I mean, her, the the line does ring true for me at least because I just remember studying Oedipus in um like uh, year eleven drama and being like, oh, so like the he just, he goes off stage and then he comes back and he has no eyes. Okay, whatever. Because that <laughs> happened. Effects were hard, man. <laughs> I know, but it's like just one of those things. It's like okay, like you can't even do like you know a scene where he like turns around and like makes a gesture towards it. Like it's just. He d- goes away and now he's got no eyes when he comes back. Okay. Who are you to question the classics? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Plato, wasn't it? No. Uh, Oedipus. Oedipus. That's not Plato. No? You can, you're, you're our history person. Look up who wrote Oedipus. <laughs> they determine that Matthew should come to the concert and stay for dinner. Everyone needs to get used to what the new new normal is. So Mary, look at what you once had and now can't have it all. Isabel sees Sybil crying as she prepares to leave and um, Sybil says that sometimes it feels like all the men that she's ever danced with are dead because, you know, um, her letter was about... Gee, um, what a reputation to have. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, But, yeah, all all of the... um, men that she met in London on in her season um, have all gone off to war and a lot of them are dying. She's so. not, their next season, she's It not was written by Sophocles. So- Sophocles. Sophocles. Thank you. Sophocles. Did I he do a funny thing happen on the way to the forum? Is that I him? honestly could not I tell you. that was a musical. It's one of the very earliest comedies, I okay. thought. Yeah. It's a funny thing happen on the way to the forum. Okay. There has since been a musical made of that. I'm yes. Like, Yeah, I think he wrote wrote tragedies. (laughs) Tragedy! Um, Ajax, Antigone, Oedipus Rex, Electra, um, and Oedipus at Colonus. Before we get corrections, that's Antigone. (laughs) What did she say? Antigone. Oh, yeah. Which, to be fair, that's how it's spelled. There is a rest of Australia. (laughs) Antigone. Okay, sorry. Antigone. My ancient Greek is not great. You could say, oh, someone, Antigone, get in the Commodore. Antigone Ray. Antigone Ray. Antigone Ray, look at me. You tell Oedipus to get in the car. Get in the car. Sorry. Went full bogey there for a second. Sybil expresses that she's feeling like, you know, like she's not doing anything that's really helpful. So Isabel suggests that she could train as a nurse. Um, O'Brien looks on just outside the door, but Isabel catches her in a fairly deft moment of counter-espionage. O'Brien, <laughs> 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 what? O'Brien, like, <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Away with you. Mm. 
But yes, um, in spite of Isabel's efforts, O'Brien still reports to Cora that Isabel means to take advantage of Sybil's pain. She expresses her concern that Sybil could not bear to see the sight of the injured men and that it would and that she would have to work alongside the lower classes. <laughs> and I love this I love the line. She's like, and Lady Sybil has been brought up so gentle like <laughs> yeah. your, your parenting shit. Oh <laughs> uh, Well that was that was more like a it wasn't like a it's a show, it's a it's a comment on sheltered, but it doesn't yeah. work for my remarks, so I ignored it. <laughs> anyway, um, Ethel is gaining a reputation as a bit above herself. She asks if Mrs. Patmore will save her some of the upstairs pudding as she files her nails, flanked by Daisy shelling peas and Anna doing some mending. <laughs> yeah, she's not pulling her weight at this point. Mm. Patmore is not amused. <laughs> She also gets on O'Brien's bad side by calling her old. There's actually, um, uh, as we'll hear later on in the plot, there's some quite almost Australian jokes played against the tall poppy of Ethel. Yeah. In this episode. Like, you, a lot of the jokes made against her is like, yeah, we, I'd do that. I've done similar jokes. <laughs> or, you know, you, you, you spot the guy who's a bit up themselves and you mock that until they notice. Mm, yeah, that that it is quite Australian in yeah. that way. Mm. Which I guess that most of Australian culture is just lower class English culture. True. <laughs> for for better or for worse. Yeah. <laughs> um in in the carriage, Cora tells Isabel that Dr. Clarkson will not be getting free labour out of her nursery. Surprisingly, Violet agrees with Isabel, saying that Sybil must be allowed to do her part. Oh, Which I think is really cute, but also at the same time, she did quote that princesses and queens are in Red Cross uniforms mm. and all that sort of stuff, which is actually what was happening. Like, you had, you had a lot of the royal family wanting to do their bit and, I suppose, show how the war effort is, I suppose, everybody's business. Yeah, well, one of um, Queen Victoria's daughters, like, founded the Red Cross. Which is so baller. Yeah. So barely did a thing, didn't lift a finger. <laughs> Actually, like, it was really controversial how much she was doing. Like, mm. people thought it was I would like, imagine so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, even... I can't remember which one of them it is because she had so many fucking kids. But... Yeah, but Victoria and Albert, like, had a lot of stuff that they did as well. Like, they set up a lot of foundations mm. and, like, educational, like... Um, yeah, they, they were, like, as much as they were, like, horrible colonialists, they also, like, did a lot of public works. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, good and bad. History is complicated is what we <laughs> learn here. <laughs> we can be, there are, there are good and bad aspects of everything. Mm. Um, Mosley helps I Isabel out of the carriage. He has been deemed unsuitable for service and Cora prize fairly rudely. Mary and Bates get off the same train and Mary offers him a ride back to the house. Anna and Bates look pleased to see each other. Aww. <laughs> They're so cute. They are very cute. They are adorable. <laughs> On Isabel's advice, Sybil asks Mrs. Patmore to give her some cooking basics. The kitchen maids giggle as she confesses to not knowing how to make tea. This is nice. I like it. It's my girl Sybil. She's my favourite. <laughs> Good to see she's gone for it. She's really a go-getter, isn't she? She sure is. She's yeah. out there. She's, she's trying to learn. 
I think it's not her fault that she fucked up filling the kettle. Like, that was the sink being weird. Yeah. <laughs> and I think she was led into it as well. <laughs> Bates and Anna make plans to talk in the courtyard between dinner and the concert. William asks Daisy to sit with him at the concert, but she has to cook the dinner. And his father has reiterated that Will- William is not allowed to go to war if he's unless he's called up. He doesn't think that this is fair. <laughs> No, he's, it's a nice echo of the sentiment at the time, I suppose. Mm. Anna puts the finishing touches on Mary's hair as the ladies talk. Edith gleefully tells Mary that Matthew is bringing his oh, fiancée. Fucking Edith! Fuck me. Fuck me. <laughs> fucking Edith! Can you not, just not be a bitch for the ten seconds that you're on, please? She like, literally had one line in that scene, almost like one line and it was like and it was throwing shade it was literally we may as well call her pagola yeah. she throws Matthew is coming Matthew's engaged uh, <laughs> that's her two lines oh uh, pagola that's her new name by the way pagola. I'm gonna use that she throws a lot of shade <laughs> is pagola an Australian thing I think it might be actually Miranda. Like, I no, that doesn't have porch patio. Like I don't know what to. Uh, porch back porch stoop. No, no. What's the front bit? Um, terrace. No, terraces can be uncovered. Hmm. Let's go with par- let's go with um. Let's what? just call porch. it a pagola. Let's, let's like let's we're downtown down under. People can Google pagola. <laughs> We're going to be referencing a lot of Australianisms in this. Mm. But yes, um, Mary rallies basically immediately while Edith looks smug about, like, you know. <laughs> Jiving her sister. Mm. Yeah, then they all, then everyone sort of leaves to go down to yeah. dinner and Mary's like, I'm not going to cry in front of Edith. I'm not going <laughs> to cry. Fuck Edith. Well, well before, before that, um, Mary starts talking about Sir Richard Carlyle. Um, oh, yeah. And um, Edith's like, but how old is he? And just, I'm just like, I'm sorry, did you forget that you were trying to fuck Sir Anthony Stralum for the last season? Oh, <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Of I course. I can throw some shade. <laughs> She's, I feel like she doesn't, she doesn't think that shit's going to come back to her, so she's just throwing it out there. Ooh, mm. prediction time, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Shan's predictions. Edith gets her comeuppance. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. But yes, Cora graciously invites Sir Richard to stay, even though he's a filthy newspaper man. I feel like they're definitely broadening their horizons. They're definitely welcoming outsiders into... I mean, they had they got used to Matthew, so I think that would t- um, take care of a bit of the prejudice. Now yeah. he can have anybody can come on in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yes, as soon as Mary is alone with Anna, she begins to cry. Oh, poor Mary! I love that she lets um, lets herself be, I suppose, emotional in front of Anna. It just like sort of shows their bond. Yeah, she's much. She lets herself be vulnerable in front of her. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew arrives with Isabel and Lavinia. Um, he's looking nice and smart in his dress uniform. Yes, um, in the red dress uniform. Do love a man in dress uniform. <laughs> Actually, funnily enough, I did get a um, photo sent to me this morning of Brad in his blues. Because I hadn't seen him in his dress uniform before. Yeah. 
um, and he had to march in this morning. So I got to see him in his full blue regalia with his hat and his blue suit with his with his medals on, which was lovely. Casey's husband is in the Navy. <laughs> the na- oh, not the Navy. Navy. The Air Force. The Air Force. I was thinking yeah, that's a Navy I earlier. Imagine, I imagine you're a big officer and gentleman fan. I actually have never seen that movie. I'm more of a Top Gun kind of girl. <laughs> Even though he's not a pilot. Oh, so. new one coming out. On a scale of one to shit, how angry are you? Um, want to punch Tom Cruise in his... Fucking rat face. Um, you didn't need didn't need the second one. Even though it has John Hamm in it, who I generally like. Has John Hamm in it? Yeah, it has John Hamm in it. What? Yeah. It's like, oh, you just lay back and got the money, didn't you, John Hamm? <laughs> I feel this is like Top Gun Three because I'm pretty sure they did Top Gun Two. No, no, don't talk about that. This is Top Gun Two. <laughs> <laughs> Top Gun now the reboot. Do it. Is now it a sequel or is it a reboot? No, it's a sequel. Okay. okay because because, because in he's in it of playing the same character. Fuck Tom Cruise. <laughs> and it's like, I don't like I don't understand it because it's yeah, I don't know, man. It it's the premise of it is really weird. But Brad's also like, there are actually dudes like him in the Air Force that Ugh. I I come across every day and I'm like, you you literally need to go get a life. Like, leave, please. <laughs> you haven't been promoted in the last twenty years. You're obviously not going anywhere. Oh. Get out. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> that, that went from being like, oh, I don't oh. <laughs> No, but like, that's the premise of the story. He hasn't been promoted past captain because he's bullshit. But then at the same time, they're like, but you are the only person that's ever done this. So uh, we're keeping you in here for, for basically because you're a war hero. Nostalgia. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, the only thing I've ever enjoyed Tom Cruise in was Interview with the Vampire. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Which they're doing, apparently HBO is now going to be doing the Vampire Chronicles. So I assume that it's just going to be True Blood 2.0 and for some reason the vampires are going to fuck. Oh, hell yeah. Because, like... You've got to get them titties in the first episode to get people on. One of the major things, like, is that vampires cannot have sex in the Anne Rice oubre. Oh, because that'll be... That'll isn't be it that. because they don't have, like... Yeah, there's no blood circulation, so, like, no one can become sexually aroused. It's a thing, so they have these intense emotional relationships. So when I assume that they add in, oh, yeah, they can totally fuck, um, they're going to have to, when they do, um, uh, when they do the tale of the body thief, if they ever get that far, like, they're going to have to find another reason that Lestat wants to give up his, um, like, vampire god body that is completely indestructible because, like, the reason in the book is because he wants to fuck one of his mates. Like, they'll figure it, they'll figure it out. They'll find something, they'll I know, but, like... They'll figure it out and butcher. <laughs> That's alright, HBO have only just butchered, uh, butchered, um, Game of Thrones, so, mm. you know, we'll go with that. Just, just wreck everything, HBO. It's what I'm good at. But I'm really excited. Butcher that. What? The Watchmen. I mean, the thing, the thing about the Watchmen is that it's very specifically about comics. Yes. (laughs) And it doesn't work in any other medium, and they shouldn't try. I'm gonna see how it goes. If it's better than the movie, it'll pass. (laughs) I have not seen the movie. You don't. You don't want. Okay. Well, I won't. Read the book. Don't watch the film. Mm. Okay. Book was better than the film. Much. <laughs> yeah. Back on topic, guys. <laughs> Sorry, that was a really long tangent. Yeah. Regimentals. Um, 
Yes, that's why we're up to. We're up to regimentals. That's why we got off top. Jesus, <laughs> we have a long yeah. um, Mary and Matthew's eyes meet. She's achingly in love with him, and he quickly looks away. Oh, got him. Probably because he like. I feel as well like he was also like confronted to see that much yeah, emotion they're, they're, in her. Yeah. They're like I the English can't cope with that much emotion. Yeah, Quickly, I'm not sure like it was it was written a lot on her face, mm. and then all of a sudden he was like looked at her, went oh shit, <laughs> and then was like. Uh, this is my fiance now. I'm looking back at her. And I mean, it's also because he's definitely still in love with her. Oh, 100%. <laughs> oh, prediction time. We <laughs> <laughs> share predictions. They get back together later. <laughs> they get back together later? Okay. okay. As you were. <laughs> um, Mary. <Your> regiment. <laughs> <laughs> Mary introduces herself to Lavinia. Um, Mary and Matthew have a moment alone and they make their peace. Which is nice. Yeah. And she also, like, Reaches out almost like subconsciously and just touches him on the arm, like like when Haley oh. Atwell um grabbed uh, Chris Evans' peck in Captain America: The First Avenger. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, that is. But not my, that uh, sexually tinged. We're at a concert. Bend down. So I'm going into crack vid situation now. <laughs> bye bye bye. <laughs> Carson is being a snob about Lavinia, saying she is not in Burke's peerage or Burke's landed gentry. <laughs> did you have a look into the, I uh, actually, the Burke's oeuvre? I did not, actually. But I think it had something to do with... He was some Irish guy who, like, he tracked the... Um, oh, I know this. Yeah, there's a it's a book of... Who, basically, like, the who's who book yes. of all the gentry. And so they, I suppose it was used as a... Thumb, as, a, as a rule of thumb for genealogist, where, I think. Yeah, a rule of thumb as to where you sat in the class. Which yeah. class? Yeah. yeah. So I like it came out reasonably, reasonably early. Like it was eighteen twenty six when it came out, so it's been out for like a and solid. So they got, update they got, it or yeah, they would have updated. Yeah, so they got some it. good so, lines in there probably from eighteen twenty six to now. So I think that what it was was set up as. Almost like, you know, like how you used to have, like, your patents of nobility and things like that when you used, like, for people to prove their, like, knighthood, I guess, when they wanted to enter tournaments and things. I am using my uh, knowledge from a knight's tale for this. (laughs) But um, I'm guessing that this was sort of like a published version of the patents of nobility Mm. and to track the, I, I suppose, like, the peerage and and ancestry lines. Like once there was a printing press and you didn't need to, like, find yourself a monk to write it. Yeah, true. <laughs> so you'd be able to, like, go look up my family in Burke's Peerage. We have an extensive, um, extensive lineage. Of people. But yes, Mrs. Hughes still thinks Mary got what she deserved. I feel like Mrs. Hughes kind of, kind of has a bit of a love-hate relationship about Lady Mary. Like, she doesn't She's, it's not her favourite sister. Yeah, I, I think she's just, you know, sees Mary as a fair bit of a snob, which she, she is, but, like... <laughs> yeah, and I think as well, like, Caesar is a bit of a um, selfish a little mm. bit and is very, um, I suppose, just self-centred mm. sometimes. Like, Mary is much like Carson in that she likes things to be done properly. And... Carson is like kind of, you know, just just above her in like 
the lines of superiority, whereas, like, Mary is, like, way up there, and it's, like, I think that's just... Yeah. Yeah. At the concert, two women get up and start handing white feathers out for cowardice. Who let Um, them in, really? (laughs) Um, Does anyone remember when you, like, um, hearing about that in school, like, in history? Oh, vaguely. Like... I just remember it being, like, presented as this, you know, cool and normal thing that happened. And it's like, no, that's, like... <laughs> How many birds had to die so they could give so many feathers out? <laughs> and, and I love that it's not the vegan that's bringing up the amount of feathers. Like, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's well, what do they do? Hand pluck them? I had <laughs> Yeah, but at the same time, like, as well, it's really horrific for them to, like... I suppose do that because there probably was legitimate reasons why the men that didn't sign up to enlist mm. did not enlist. Yeah. Like, I mean, like William is, you know, he's gainfully employed. Yes. He's a servant in a household, but he is gainfully employed and he is helping, he is helping the society mm. and he wants to enlist, but he is his father's only son, and his father has said no. So unless he's drafted, he's not. He doesn't want to go. Like he's yeah. not going to go. Yeah, as much as he wants to. And like, I mean, I've got an invisible illness. Invisible illnesses are not new. No, and invisible illnesses as well. Like, would have happened during that time. Like, was she going to go up to? Was she going to go up to Bates or? Well, I mean, Bates has a cane, so I guess like yeah, that's, but yeah, but um, it's it's like. I mean, they want to know about fibromyalgia then, but like it's like today with people who come up to uh, come up to yell at people who don't look disabled when they park in disabled parking, and also mm. like sit in the priority seats and things like that on trams and stuff. Like mm. people, you know, don't don't even think. And like now, they've, now they've got stickers on the trams saying, "Remember, some illnesses, are, like um, some 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 disabilities are invisible." Mm. Or yeah, something. that's nice. So they've That's got good. them on the stickers now, but at the same time, it's, yeah. Yeah. Just, it's just mind your own fucking business is my general Don't motto be a dick one, man. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, why why should the person who has, you know, the, the impairment or the disability have to prove it to you to be able to use that? And because it was also always women doing this, like, they're doing this from a position of they don't have to go. No. Yeah. It's like, like men, it'd be it's like men deciding on uh, um, abortion. abortion. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, like, goes both ways. Yes. Um, Robert throws them out. And good <laughs> on him. It's the best bit of work he's done all episode. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, Made him feel useful. But, yeah, um, William looks really shaken by the whole ordeal, but um, Branson is pretty unfazed, and he actually, like, Gives them, he's giving them this look that if it was Is like, that, yeah, you're right, love. Yeah, it was like if, if something that was important to me was going on and like a guy was looking at me like that, I'd want to kill him. <laughs> like, I'm surprised it wasn't more made of that. Like they made it a thing, and I was mm. like, oh, he's got to have a line in here where he can like shirk him or you know. Yeah, well, he was just like, yeah. I'm, I'm already wearing a uniform, and she's like, wrong one. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like, Ooh, okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> Poked the wrong nerve there. Um, at dinner, Cora apologises for the women's cruelty. Edith doubles down and defends their point of view. Fucking Edith. And basically, Fucking Edith. she basically calls William a coward to his face. Like, what a, what a pagola. 
What a girl, Oh, uh, I didn't mention earlier, but like, um, Lavinia, Lavinia's dress is pretty like modern in comparison to what everyone else is wearing. Nice and green. Like yeah. she's like she's definitely approaching the twenties much faster because she lives in London and she gets to see all the London fashions. Yes, she's definitely wearing the latest trends. Yes, yes. <laughs> you can see that, especially in the way that she wears her hair with like that little. Oh yeah, she's got her hair the, 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 the half headband. headband. It's like a headband slash tiara. Yeah, mm. I guess she is having dinner in like the house of an earl. So. Yes, she's dressed up, but yeah. Hmm. Yes, Isabel tells Sybil that there's a place for her to train as a nurse. Robert doesn't seem particularly pleased, but the discussion is tabled for later. Bates tells Anna that he may finally be able to divorce his wife. Yay! Yay! Mrs. Bates left him more money than he expected, and he may finally be able to pay Vera off. So is that... that just his for mom. clarification, yeah. that's Mrs. his mum. When I say Mrs. Bates, I mean... His mum. Bates' mum, and I will say Vera when I mean his wife. Batesy's mum? Batesy's mum. Got it going oh, on. Oh, she's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> she's not got anything going on. I was just thinking of Jonesy's mum. In Armed and Dangerous. But yes, he may finally be able to pay Vera off and they embrace and they kind of get engaged. <laughs> and Bishan was right. Whatever sound effect you put in. Make the sound from when Mario like does something good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, isn't there the one um like when you win the prices, right? The dun, 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 dun. I think we'll, we should use we'll that one. With one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Edith claims that Branson says that she's ready for the road, and Robert says that isn't what he was told. <laughs> the, like that's a nice insight. Like she's been throwing a lot of shade, and then she finally like here's something that's not shade, and like shut up, Edith. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shut up, Meg. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes you, Meg. <laughs> Um, Robert asks Lavinia about herself, and Violet is very arch. <laughs> Matthew and Mary have a bit of a catch-up. They, there's a, um, he asks her if she's happy, and she says that she thinks that she's about to be happy, and does that count? Yeah. <laughs> Which is a bit coy, and she's, she's putting on a brave face, our Mary. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see next episode when Matthew's gone back, because like, mm. he's only there for the concert and such. Yes. Thing, uh, things uh, develop. Miss yeah. O'Brien sends Ethel upstairs, claiming that Cora wants to thank her for her work. Of course, everyone but Ethel knows this is a prank, including Bishan. <laughs> uh, I called it. And I also like that everyone, and she goes in and there's the whole awkward her thanking and mm. everyone else sort of not knowing. But I do like that everyone in there, and it's like, we know what's happened and we're going to make it like, you know, we'll just yeah. let, we'll let you die in front of us there <laughs> until Carson cleans you up and it's like, yep, we know you got sold one. Yeah. <laughs> the next morning, Ethel is still smarting and the discussion turns to label yeah, Lady Sybil's cookery lessons. Carson is clearly uncomfortable with Sybil acting below her station. Oh, and so that's a really nice scene where you sort of, uh, they're looking through the window and That's coming, yeah. Is it? Oh, but <laughs> but yeah, this is just at breakfast when um, he finds out about the whole situation. Oh, yes. Yes. No, okay. <laughs> Clarkson and Isabel discuss the logistics of their overcrowded hospital. 
And Clarkson asks if Mosley should be lifting and carrying with his lung condition. Lung condition? Mm. What do we mean? first I've heard of this. Yes. It turns out that Violet asked him to write to the war office claiming that he and William were too ill to fight. Aww. It's all and and nor because it's like, oh, protecting them so that they can serve her. <laughs> But she, I guess she, she she does have her heart in the right place. Yeah, like, she she's trying to protect. Like she she knows um, like both of the, she knows both of their dads. Yes, that's true. Yeah, so she's it's like probably mm. more in the in the nicer yeah. side. But yeah, but it, being Violet, there's that other there. <laughs> yeah, she has a she's got a strong sense of like the paternalism of um the class system. Like yeah, she. Um, definitely sees her role as one of a protector. Mm. Mrs. Patmore has to modify her vernacular around the mistakes that Sybil makes. Which is nice. <laughs> it's like, what in Wonderland have you done? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't quite understand what you're trying to do, my lady. <laughs> uh. Um, da- um, Daisy's really nice about it when she, like, comes over to look, it's like, you know. We'll chuck um, it out and we'll start again. We'll chuck it out and start again, which, like, reminded me a lot of, like, um, like, one, one of our family friends from when I was, from when I was a teenager, like, just because, um, like, she was from York. Oh, so the, and and like just just the gesture at the same time as what makes, she said yeah, makes the was it just extremely her and it's like oh. <laughs> Anna and Bates make their plans for the future. They talk about, like, opening a hotel together when they have a family. (laughs) And then Ethel smashes in, like, the Kool-Aid guy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) It just literally, like, makes so much noise. So much noise. It's like when, when, uh, you know... You know something's happening that you want to purposefully disturb, so you purposely come in. You, and you literally just drag a chair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if you know or, that your housemate or something's got got their boyfriend over or something, and you're like really loudly like chucking. Just your announce going, your presence. I'm going to bed. I'm going to make myself dinner. Yeah, a drink for me perhaps <laughs> before I retire this eve. <laughs> Mary comes to see Matthew off at the train station. She gives him her little toy dog as a good luck charm. He asks her to take care of Isabel and Lavinia if he doesn't come home. Oh, this is actually quite nice. Yeah. They they still need each other a little bit, even though they're going to do... They like, have a very separate um, lives for a bit. They, they've broken up, but, like, she's still the one that he trusts. Yes. So <laughs> and, it's very amicable. Mm. Yeah. At the same time as well, I think, like, he still really has, like, he, I, like, I think he still deep down knows that he loves her and will probably always love her, but Lavinia will be his... His pride is not letting him, like... Yeah, not letting him succumb to that. Stiff up a lip and all that. Mm. Man must have his pride. O'Brien's friend, who was Lady Flinch's maid, is in the servants' hall gossiping with Ethel. Mm. Anna pulls her aside to tell her off for discussing the affairs of the house with strangers and Ethel drops the bomb but she's not a stranger she's Mr Bates' wife Vera, oh no also it's Maria uh, Maria Doyle Kennedy and we love her (laughs) and she's also wearing a really good coat it is is and a a very good hat yes, yes, Um, everything about Maria Doyle Kennedy is 
sensational and we love her. <laughs> I don't know if you know her from much, Bishan, but... Probably not. I'll, I'll know... I'll send for me to IMDb after Did you show. ever watch Orphan Black? No. Okay. You did would you, like Orphan Black. Did you Black ever watch Shooters? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. She was in the video for Mustang Sally. No. <laughs> <laughs> was she really? Yes. She's, she's, she's one of the backing vocalists. Amazing. Nice. <laughs> I like it when there's little tidbits like that. I feel like yeah. she's also been in something else. So she was in Awful Like, she was in The Tudors, and she was also in something else quite recently. And I was like, oh my god. She was in Outlander. <gasps> yes! That's what it was. Auntie Jocasta. Yes! And yes. she hooked up with the guy that's meant to be dead. So. <laughs> Love that. No. Because, like, if everyone loved um, the show version of this guy called Murta, and he's meant to die in this war, and they just keep him alive. Oh, they did a, 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 a Walking Lafayette. Dead. No, what's the Walking Dead guy? Oh, um, I mean, he's not even in, uh, Daryl's not even from the comic. <laughs> I thought he was, but horrifically no, he's, he's briefly. No, he's not. Oh, there you they, go. they just made him up for the show. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um, Daryl Lafayette for True Yes, Lafayette in True Blood. <laughs> he dies in, like, the first book, but, like, nope. he's, he's that good. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he's comic relief. Yeah, he's he's the extremely effeminate gay black man. Okay. <laughs> and he is incredible. Anyway. Um, Mr. Carson tells Cora that Sybil has been in the kitchen for the last two days and then um, takes her down to the kitchen to show Sybil getting the cake that was meant to be surpri- a surprise out of the oven. It's my favourite scene of the whole. It's, it's, it's very real nice. nice. And you can see uh, Cora's really into how yeah, like, Sybil's enjoying herself and actually being like, And I think she's also stuff. like really proud as well. She's yeah. like, my little girl's she's like, actually up. doing stuff by, for herself. Having she's fun got, while she's, she's got doing tears it. in her eyes and like she just realises that, okay, she's, she's going to be fine. Yeah, she's got this. Contrary to Mr. Bates's thoughts, his new small fortune will not help him divorce Vera. In fact, she wants him back. <laughs> Vera's going to be, like, a prominent force this series, mm. I feel. She threatens to go to the papers with, a sto- with the story about Mary and Pamuk. Mm. Just, just worth keeping up, keeping up this story. <laughs> that one, that's there, keeping that kindling alive for as long as they can, can't mm. they? Mm. It's probably going to come back or around, come back around. Yeah. That ain't dead yet. <laughs> when Vera brings Anna into the story, Bates calls her a bitch and tries to hit her. So that's a thing. What were, uh, yeah, that was a bit weird. Like, bitch, yep, yeah, fair enough. And then it's like, oh, hang on now. Um, Vera warns him that she'll go have whatever he does photographed as evidence. And he, like, calms himself down and takes a seat. Yeah, there's quite well restraint there. And mm. she's... It's a tick for her that she would she knows how to back herself in that situation as well. Yeah. But she, ultimately, she's manipulative and horrible. But like, know, like a lot of people, she's bad. Have, he's behaving bad. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people wouldn't have backed themselves in that situation. Mm. But yes, she tells him to put in his notice immediately so they can return to London. And Mrs. Hughes has been listening this whole to this whole exchange oh, through a, a great environment. Now it's a spy drama. <laughs> bit of um, bit of Miss Marple. Tinker Taylor Soldier Downton. <laughs> <laughs> Robert is furious and clearly very hurt by Bates's abrupt plans to depart. Yeah, that that's 
the big betrayal of yeah, Labor. The amount of shit he's had to put up with with poor Bates and other stuff, and mm. then he and and resigns on the spot. And I think as well, like he put a lot on the line, like not a lot on the line, but like he definitely stuck his, stuck backed his neck, him in, stuck his neck out for him a little. Yeah. Definitely mm. backed him in and supported him when everyone else was saying no. Yeah. And now he's just turned around and up and left. Yeah. The line is, I have never been more disappointed in any man, which is like, oh. Shit. And he, was, is... a, he was an army guy. <laughs> like, come mm. on, man. Um, Anna begs Bates to stay, knowing he's being a gallant idiot again. Oh, he's such a gallant idiot. <laughs> Um, Daisy finds William moping in the servants' hall. They rehash all of his feelings, none of which seem to be the call for adventure. Like, he really does genuinely think, this is my duty, I need to do this. Yeah, yeah. Um, Daisy, wanting to cheer him up, gives him a kiss. And an eager William asks her to be his girl. Oh, be my girl. (laughs) And he's he's sure that he'll survive, um... If he gets to come back to her, like this is the second girl. best um, moment of the show, and is the best bit for Daisy. Mm. I love that, like he doesn't really say much, and then just like starts to look sad again. She goes, "William, I kissed you. <laughs> what are you doing?" It's a, yeah, it's a really nice show of her innocence. Like that's the yeah. best thing I could give to you. Come on, man. Yeah, like he was like, "Oh, you just you just feel sorry for me." I've kissed you, like. Come on! <laughs> like, I've done it. kiss everybody. Come on, man. At the front, Matthew brings Mary's good luck charm with him over Lavinia's photo when he has to go inspect something. Oh. I actually didn't pick that up the first time that I watched it, and then when we watched it again, I saw it, and I was like, oh. Yeah, because he's got that nice little... um. Miniature. Photo, photo, like miniature photograph in that little case thing to protect it. Yeah. Um, so that it'll like stand up nicely if he's got anything, and then he can also fold it up and put it in his pocket. But he takes the little toy dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A shelling has him carrying the same spot as Thomas or Corporal Bower. It's yes, Corporal Bower now, Mister Crawley. Which took me a little bit to get because they had hidden his face under his. Uh, he's got one of those little tin helmets on. On the helmets, but that yeah. That's then just that's just a wardrobe fault. Like obviously, when he's fallen over yeah. in shot, mm. it's just slid down over his face. And they thought, oh, we can we can keep suspense up if we keep it. Mm. Um, the Bateses leave. No, oh, pretty yeah, pretty ceremony. Like you know, yeah. no one looks happy. Yeah, Anna's um, out looking on out the window, just distraught. Yeah. Um, because of this, Mrs. Hughes is helping the ladies help Sil- Sybil pack. Which is really sweet, because it's really not her job, but yeah. it's nice. Um, Violet reminds Mrs. Hughes that Sybil won't have a maid with her, so she needs to have clothes that she can put on on her own. <laughs> Which is a fair, fair thing, because, like, not everything, a lot of... Yeah, not everything's built to be one person at this point. Yeah, a lot of ladies' wear is designed to... Um, have someone put you in it. Yeah, which is also why women's buttons are in the opposite direction to men's buttons. That makes sense. Yeah, because it was someone else yeah, doing someone them else up for doing you. Them, yeah. That's why I always end up fucking them up. Because <laughs> they're opposite. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's the wrong way. That makes there that makes my life was a lie before today. Mm. There you go. I also reckon that's why um, buckled shoes um, have it on the outside of the ankle when it's clearly much easier to buckle on the inside. Women's Ooh. fashion is trash. Yeah, all, all <laughs> 
boots I've worn, all my zips are on the inside. Mm. Yeah, you get the zip on the inside, but like if you have a shoe with a buckle, it'll be on that ankle. I don't have any buckled shoes, yeah. so I can't comment, but I presume. Well, that's more presume, of a ladies' wear thing. I presume you're correct, yeah. Yes. Well, but you know, boots sometimes have a buckle. Yeah, that'd be, men's, men's will have them on the front, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sybil doesn't think that she'll need evening wear, but Mary she says she should bring one gown in case she gets invited to dinner. Edith offers to drive her, and Violet says she's taking her life in her, in her hands as it is. Edith getting shot down again. And, like, the funny thing is that she kind of looks like, she's like, oh, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I'm a great driver. Yeah, uh, the most terrible drivers think they're right. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, I'm probably one of those. (laughs) Well, I didn't die in your car when we were teenagers, so... Yeah, you know, it's a miracle. And neither did Pitch and Mrs. Bisham, so... That is true. There was one time that that random dude did get in the car with us, though. But he turned out not to be random. Nick, you probably got his name, He just got into the back of my car as I was driving home from school and was like, I live around the corner, can you drop me off? And I was like, what? You're right. <laughs> I was like, do I know you? And he's like, already in the car, so you can't say no. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sure, of course I'll drop you off. Right. Honestly, he was probably safer in your car because I was once in his car and it was a disaster. <laughs> the seatbelt in my seat did not work. The window was being held up by a screwdriver. Ha! <laughs> and we were already driving before I realised the danger. And, like, it was just, like, literally going from school to Macca's. But it was... I love that Macca's run, man. Nina got pulled over one time. Oh, really? Yeah, on the way back from um, a Macca's run on the way to Rev. <laughs> and and we, we were in the car and we were late for Rev because she got pulled over. <laughs> Okay. Rev is quiet and Mac is, is McDonald's. We went for a run, which means that we went to go and get it and come back. <laughs> hmm. Violet has been summoned for tea with Isabel, so she bids Sybil remember her great aunt Roberta. Mary just Mary takes the bait. What about her? And Violet's like she loaded the guns at Lock at Lucknow. <laughs> and I'm not sure what Lucknow is, but I will look it up. Yeah. I will say that I told Kayla to look into this, but Kayla has been very busy. <laughs> I have been very busy. I'm sorry. Um, so, prolonged defence of the residency within the city of Lucknow during the Indian Rebellion of 1857. So Lucknow is in India? I think so. I think it was to do with, yeah. The Indians wanting their fucking country back? Yeah, I think that has something to do with that. So, yeah, British India. Okay. Um, Civilians were evacuated from the residency, which was then abandoned. At least it's not like that one battle in India where they um, ended up catapulting people into stuff. Oh, yeah. That that wasn't ideal. (laughs) Still didn't lose to emus. (laughs) So, everyone look up the emu war. Because the emus won. (laughs) (laughs) It used to have, like, as the casualties, um, several hundred thousand rounds of ammo and dignity were lost by the... um... Yeah, Yeah. let's not spoil any further. That's your your homework. (laughs) Violet has been busted. Dr. Clarkson will be writing to the War Office to retract his statements about William and Mosley's health. 
Carson is feeling even more pressure now that Bates is gone, and Mrs. Hughes tells him what's really up. <laughs> we got a lot. We get a lot of in this latter half of the show. A lot of um, I'm going to tell you a thing. What are you going to tell? And then shut doors. Yes. Well, I mean, it, does, it helps speed it up. And it's better than us hearing it three times. That's true. Because I just like that it's uh, the symmetry of it each time. It, yeah. It, there's a yeah, shut yeah, door, yeah. and then it cuts away. We all know what's happening, but it's like, come on, we we got it the first mm. time. Like one of the worst things in um, Daredevil season two on Netflix oh, was they um, repeat themselves. like it's it's like someone finds out a thing and then someone finds out the exact same thing in the next scene and it's like okay we've heard this twice like yeah, and it, uh, they did it enough. every single like uh, it was like every other scene that gotta was get gotta get a fifty minutes somehow. <laughs> Sybil and Branson walk into the training school together. Um, Branson finally makes the, his declaration of love. Sybil rejects him very kindly. That's the most polite rejection yeah. I've ever seen. Like, that's he, the kind of rejection that, like, a ne- less good man would think, oh, yeah, I've still got a chance here. He picks that she's rejecting him, but she's... And they sort of both dance around that she's too nice to actually do it. Mm. And he's... Uh, he has too much respect for her to, like, fully drag it out. So yeah. So there's almost, yeah. like, a underwritten mutual understanding of that's not happening. Yeah. And but, I think as well, like, it was beautiful as well because at the end shot. he was like, he was like, all right, I'm going to go. I'll go put in my notice. You'll never see me again. And she's like, no, don't do that. Because I think, like, secretly she's like, I do have those feelings. But well, it's, uh, she's, I'm it's, the well, daughter she's, of Earl, she's, like, she's good enough to know. It's like, it's not fair that he had feelings I don't for him to just lose his job because of that. So I won't tell him. I don't even think that it's well, that she doesn't have feelings. I think that it's just that she's, she knows. She's not ready to have feelings for the show. Okay, fine, but she's yeah. like, it's not fair for you to lose your job yes. because of that. I'm not going to tell anyone. Don't, you know, yeah, don't yeah, be yeah, dumb. Yeah. Just go back and do it and we'll pretend. Uh, it'll stay, it'll stay, it'll stay yeah. with us. And, yeah. yeah. And, the, like, this is also a backdrop of... Um, Guys who have lost limbs and stuff, learning how to balance again. Mm. Um, doing some very doing some interesting looking calisthenics. Yeah, body well, ther- um, yeah, like um, physical, physical, therapy. Physical, physical therapy. Yeah, therapy. and <laughs> got no tea out the front being like, and squat and dudes just got like one leg, just like yeah. Well, had to learn how to do a lot of stuff again. Mm, yeah, it did very unfortunately remind me of the creepy guy at my old gym because he used to do stuff like that. Um, while also, like, standing yeah. uncomfortably close to women working out. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but with physical therapy, one of the guys at work, um, he fell down some stairs, went into a coma, basically oh, to okay. relearn everything. Oh. Now he's one of our best managers. Like, I, I came mean, the whole way back. My mum was paralysed down the right side of her body. Shit. <laughs> and you've my mum. She's fairly mobile now. She's fairly mobile, yeah. No, Go physical therapy. Yeah, um, she just can't write... Like, like her handwriting is fucking awful, but aside from that, it's like she's all good. Yeah, major motor skills, fine, probably mm. not so great. But, you know, yeah. you, can get by, you can get by with that now that everyone talks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not like she has occasion to write many letters. Yeah, unfortunately she couldn't become a fashion designer after that because you have to be out and draw. Aww. And straight cuts, I suppose. And, mm. yeah. and fine in sewing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Poor thing. Yeah. Mama hug. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, What's this one? Everything. 
<laughs> Everything and nothing. There's one fantastic thing actually when she was on being driven to physical therapy. Like her sister was driving, they were in a two door car. My mom's in the passenger seat. One of their mates is in the back, and there's a huntsman spider on the back seat. Ooh. So their friend in the back is screaming. Um, my auntie Jo is like trying to trying to find somewhere to park on like on the side of this road that doesn't really have parking there. And my mom is trying to like get out of the car because like Joe can't get us out of the car because there's so many cars going past to let like this woman out through no. the two door car. So like my mom with only one side of her body that works is trying to climb out to let this woman out of the car. Jesus. <laughs> Huntsman spiders are fucking terrifying as well. Like you see them, you know, in the back of your mind that they cannot hurt you. But they are creepy as shit. They're the, like the nice. They're the um. You know what they are? They're mm. the uh, red herring in any crime show <laughs> ever of spiders. Yes, think, he's creepy as fuck. It's got to be that guy. I was like, no, he eats other spiders. He helps keep the place clean and tidy. He, he doesn't even make webs. Yeah, like... he doesn't make webs, and his bite's non-venomous. The only thing against him is he's big and really furry, and that creeps people out. But he's been the nicest guy all along. And sometimes there are albi- albino ones, so like from a great distance, you can see all of his eyes, and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> He just tends to hang out in places where other spiders do, and because of his size, it freaks people out. Yeah, they're the ones that, um, when you get up north in Australia, they are the size of dinner plates. Yeah, like. the size of your hand. <laughs> I have come across some of them, and they are not very nice. I also, I, like, to, I also like to hide in car uh, sun visors. Yes. Vents, in the air vents, air I've vents. had some in, like, come up out of my, um, out of, like, my... Demister. Oh, that's yeah. a new one. Very early when I was dating Matt, um, he like just pulled over quietly and said, "Get out of the car." And I'm like, "What do I do?" <laughs> and I get out, and he like grabs the huntsman that was directly above my head and throws it out of his window. <laughs> but like, he didn't say anything to me because he knew that I'd panic and then it would drop on me and it would be worse. <laughs> yeah. It's very, yeah, it's nice. Very cool, very collected head. I just remember when um, I was dating my first boyfriend and all of a sudden I, like, we were just hanging out in his bedroom and all of a sudden a huntsman just literally just crawled up and, like, over his face, but he didn't see it. And I was like, ah! And he's like, what, what? I'm like, huntsman, face, ah! And yeah, and he's like, why didn't you get rid of it? I'm like, I don't know, touch it. <laughs> but he was more petrified of spiders than me, so he went into, like, full panic attack mode. Oh, I went once where good. it was, uh, like, itty-bitty one, so maybe thumbnail size. Yeah. But I could feel something on my leg, like, sort of moving up. Now, the dogs sleep with us, so I was like, oh, I could be, no, oh, no dogs near me. That's a bit weird. Maybe it's just, you know, I'm, I'm known for having very hairy legs. Maybe it's, you know. <laughs> caught on the sheet something like that and it's still going maybe we'll have a look oh spider and I just picked it up and like put it there and so I was like oh my fucking <laughs> <laughs> I was like what it's gone now it's fine anyway back to the video like, no no back to the video <laughs> one last spider story okay yeah. this one was about an actual dangerous one it was when um, Stephen arrived at school and um, Chaplin immediately kicked him in the leg 
and it was because there was a white tail on him. Oh yes, I remember that story. One time when Chaplin was actually useful. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, I saved your life, man. There's a dead spider on the toe of his shoe. The one time the Chaplin was actually useful. Damn, Straya, you're scary. How do we get to spiders? I have no recollection of this. Oh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> was that all oh, the creepy dude? Oh, yes. Yep. Got there. Editing fee back again. The day after we made this recording, a huntsman took up residence in the very room we recorded in and did not leave until the day before we next recorded. The only conclusion that I can draw from this is that Bishan and KC put a curse upon my house and I resent them for it. Thank you. Anyway, so after Branson leaves, I think mm. that's where we're up to. Yes. Um, Thomas is struggling with his situation. Um, shaky and panicked already, his companion is shot dead in front of him while lighting a cigarette. Yeah, just to fully drum in that you're in fucking war. Yeah, like... It, that's, if you didn't know already... This is where my... Um, this is where my Blackadder thing kicks in, because he goes... The, the, the words he says before he dies are, if there's a bullet with your name on it, there's nothing you can do. Which is quite a, you know, um, fatalist outlook. But mm-hmm. I suppose, you know, you're in war, it's going to have to be. But then there's the blackout bit of, what are you doing, Baldrick? He's carving his name into the bullet. Because he <laughs> thought if he owns the bullet with his name on it, then it's less likely to get shot by it. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> but yeah, he's definitely... Uh, Thomas is definitely showing some signs that he's got PTSD at this point. Yeah, a bit of shell shock in there. Yeah. Mm. Molesley confirms to Clarkson that he does have an issue with his lungs. Clarkson accepts his word but looks sceptical. I don't, I, don't think he's, I don't think he's sceptical. He's just like, oh, enough of this bullshit. Like, just mm. let me do my job. Well, there is, like, he... So he angrily asks after, like, make sure you're, like, contributing to the war effort. Yeah, he's like... Get it. I hope that you will help help the war effort yeah. in other ways. It's like, like you've very... fucked me around enough that I could be doing other shit. Mm. I think as well, like, with Dr. Clarkson, like, I think he can probably tell that Mosley is bluffing mm. because if he did have a problem with his lungs, he would go see the village doctor, yeah. which is Clarkson. So he knows... I think that he might be Yeah, Dr. Clarkson has probably been um, Mr. Mosley's doctor for his entire career. Like, because mm, he's older than, like... Village doctor. Would yeah, know, he looks yeah. roughly, like, 20 years older than, than Mosley, and, um, like, Mosley has lived in this village since he was a child. So... Yeah, good chance, good chance. Yeah, so... You know, like, there's a little bit of cowardice showing there, but, you know, like, you can't blame the bloke. Like, if he doesn't want to go to war, then, like, he shouldn't have to invent... Shouldn't have to invent... Yeah, can we all just agree in this moment that conscription is fucking terrible? (laughs) Yeah. At his regimental dinner, Robert learns that his position in the army continues to be ceremonial. He's... Basically, just devastated to learn that he's not going to France. So he got all like um, actually contributing, which I suppose is nice. Yeah. Like, he actually, so, you know, and he's like, "I'm ready to go. Let's get on the beat. Let's get on the beaches and let's do stuff." He's like, "No, no, you're just here because you're a lord, and we can cheer some lads up by seeing you in uniform around the place." Mm. And it's a bit like, "Oh, so I'm just here to 
wear a suit and look nice. Oh, yeah, right. He's 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 Captain America. He's the dancing monkey. Yeah, at this point he is. Yeah. yeah. And then we just see him commandeer a plane. Can we get a shot of Cora like going like, ooh, reaching out? <laughs> uh, like Robert when he t- takes his shirt off. It's actually kind of funny because like they do have that kind of relationship. Like you can definitely tell that the, they still fucking. Like, yeah, that, I mean, we got that evidence when they, you know, got pregnant again. That is true. And he's oh, like, I don't right. understand what we're doing differently. <laughs> But yeah, they're still horny for each other is the thing. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the least, the least graceful way to say that. They're still horny for each other. It's like, yeah, I guess like middle-aged people's sex, like you don't want to know that your parents are still fucking, but you know that they are probably. I mean, my parents stopped sharing a bed a long time ago, so I know they're not and they're getting a divorce. So. Uh, yeah, well, oh. my- <laughs> Like, so, it's the best thing for both of them. Well, it's, uh, ha- it's happy. We for- people forget for an hour. Come on, man. As Carson helps Robert dress for bed, Robert grumbles about um, the fix that Bates left them in. After some very English stalling, Carson tells Robert that Vera intended to engulf the house in scandal, and Bates fell on his own sword to protect them. Robert asks what the scandal was, but Carson will not say. So we've got this continued vein of Robert does not know, like, the... I, and then, but then, uh, so he keeps pushing, pushing, cut to another scene where there's doors being shut. Mm. So I'm eagerly awaiting episode two where maybe there's some fallout. Okay, of, so you're, you're thinking maybe um, Robert has been told? He's or... got told now. Okay. And so the next episode's going to mm. be a little bit of business as usual with the other storylines we've had seated, but... There's going to be an undercurrent mm. of him knowing this. There's going to be like 20 B. Sham predictions <laughs> in the middle of this episode. We're going to have to like... Well, it's a, I, we'll, we'll recap at the end. I think there's... Yeah, because it's the yeah. first one, so it's laying a lot of groundwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Carson finds Ethel polishing the electric plugs and checking them for vapours. Oh, she's been done again. Because, O'Brien's got it. Because O'Brien told her Carson didn't have the time. He sends her to bed. <laughs> And make sure you check in a with very, me next time. In a time very polite way to tell her you got done. Yeah, yeah. And next time, check with me before she... Before, before you, you do anything that Miss O'Brien says. Yeah. Anna finds Ethel crying in their room. Anna says she should talk, stop talking about all the wonderful things she's going to do when she leaves service. Ethel says, you've got to have dreams. And I'm and just thinking of Tangled. I have a dream. <laughs> I have a dream. <laughs> Classic. But they comfort each other as Anna says that her dreams aren't going to be coming true. No. It's all very sad for Anna right now. Anna is like super Anna impressed. Anna got boned by this episode. Mm. She literally like she literally had the highest of highs and now she's got the lowest of lows. Poor. Oh dear. Edith catches Mary praying and gets ready to tease her. Mary sends her off. Like, like, she's got I'm no tired. time for this. Go away. Yeah. Here's your book. Get the fuck out. Better not. Like, it's bedtime. Better Edith. enough of your shit. You had enough of your shit today. Mary settles back down and she's got a photo of Matthew and she prays for his safety. Oh, that's it. That, that. See, she predictions still already starting. Him. Predictions already starting to come true. Mm-hmm. Matthew joins Thomas for a cup of tea and talk of home. 
Thomas asks if he could be sent back to help at the hospital at Downton because Miss O'Brien has told him that they're really, really overworked there. Um, Matthew says that he would have to be sent home from the front first. They part ways and fearfully crying, Thomas holds his lighter up above the line of the trenches. His hand is shot and he knows he's safe for now. Yes, that's like he didn't ask to get shot in the foot or something. He's got shot voluntarily, which would be fucking terrifying. Yeah, yeah. like like he's so scared. Well, you don't know why he's got to do it. Or he doesn't have to do it, but he's doing it because he wants. You know, he he's, that, yeah. he's that desperate. He doesn't know whether he's gonna. He gets a probably, I presume, well, we want a rifle bullet to mm. the hand. But they had machine gun um, nests. Yeah, he could have got his hand sheared off. Mm. Yeah. So he got. Yes, that's probably the scary, like, how, you know, am I going to have fingers when I pull this hand down? Yeah. Luckily, because it's the BBC and it's before watershed, it's straight through and we don't see, but... And, like, a a shot in the palm with that level of, um, like, the level of medical care that they have at the time, that's... Yeah, that hand's not great. That's not hand's not gonna be good. Yeah, it's not not gonna do much. Like, he's he's voluntarily crippling himself. Like, that's, that's what, like... He's not that, gonna. Yeah. That is that is desperation to get out of that situation. Mm. Like you can just tell it's like, well, at least I'm alive and I'm not dead. Yeah. So. And that's the end of the episode. It is. Bishan's predictions. So, what are Bishan's predictions? All right, so I'm trying to recap them all. Uh, so, one prediction came true from last season, which is Bates and Anna getting together, which mm-hmm. is good. But then it was cruelly ripped away from us. Um, <laughs> I think oh, the prediction is that Rob has been told about the uh, ambassador affair mm-hmm. by Carson. That's going to come out in the. Short term, that's a short term prediction in the next okay. couple of episodes. Longer term, Vera's going to keep rearing her head and we're going to, Bates is ultimately going to come back, but there's going to be some zigs and zags with Vera mm-hmm. at every turn. Mm-hmm. That might be a whole series run. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to get some mileage out of that. Um, and Edith gets her comeuppance at some point. Okay. That's the three I'm going to go with at the moment. I, I remember when we were watching, you were concerned that Matthew might die. There's a chance I think I'd die, but as you're we've not, been, you're not as we've to been, nail that down. as we've been talking it through, uh, I'm not going to nail it down because there's they could spin it either way. Knowing the show, I think they'll spin it in the nicer way where he comes back and the drama's more about we didn't think he was going to come back, etc. Versus losing him. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to pin anything on that. I'm going to leave that one. But I have a feeling it's going to go more towards he comes back. Okay. Mm. All right, well, that was our episode. Um, We hope you guys tune in next time. Bye. Bye. Downton Down Under is a production of Bronze Peak Media and is recorded in South Australia. Our music was written and performed by Bethany Jones. If you liked the show, please rate, review and subscribe so that others can find us. You can contact us on Twitter at Bronze Peak Media or by email at bronzepigmedia at gmail.com. Jumped out of my balls. Oh, this bitch. This is recording. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Welcome.
Sounds Pig Media. Oink. <laughs>